I've been thinking about my favorite Torah portion. You know, the one you say I'm obsessed with? You are quite obsessed with it. We were talking about a certain idol made out of a precious metal. We are! It's the golden calf! Yes! And I'm Seth, and welcome to the Golden Podcast. One story, two friends, infinite understandings. Hey, Seth. Hey, Emmy. What's up? Um, today I want to talk about something that's come up in our previous conversations, and it's some insight that you've provided that challenges me, and I think it's very interesting. And because I've struggled with it in the past, I want to bring it up today so that we can rehash things. Ooh, I'm intrigued. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this idea of God acting human-like. I'm thinking particularly in our story here of the Golden Calf. Mm-hmm. You've said it before, God messes up. And I just raised my eyebrows. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what you mean by that, both of like God acting in a human way and God as messing up or or making mistakes. What do you think? What, where in the story do you see God making a mistake? I see when God gets very angry mm-hmm. and wants to kill everybody. That seems like a a moment in the Torah where he's lashing out in ways that are not exactly helpful. A little overreacting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm realizing that I'm using he, him pronouns, which is limiting. And I just want to acknowledge that I'm doing that right now. Yeah, that's there's that's not a statement about your theology. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I always tend to try to just substitute the word God for whenever it comes to a pronoun. Great. That sounds good. Let's move forward with that. Okay. Anyways, sorry to interrupt. No, that's a good acknowledgement. Thanks for doing that. Sure. So God screws up. Yes. Or seems to screw up. Or maybe screws up. But basically, but God gets really angry. And God's initial reaction is to want to just lash out and has to get talked down by Moses. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Moses, for using you know, conflict de-escalation techniques. Like, yeah. good job. Right before he flips out. But, yeah. that's, a, but yeah. that's another yeah. story. Exactly. Exactly. That's another part. Yeah. But right, so God here is angry. And the question is, in this case, I mean, I think that anger is natural. And we think that, um, but maybe the challenge comes in thinking, well, one, not necessarily ascribing anger to God, but also not anger to... To this extent. How do you mean? Well, I think it's okay, it's okay to be angry, right? Sure, do you sure. Get, do you get angry at times, I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't like to feel angry, but I think it's a healthy emotion to have, and it becomes unhealthy when we try to suppress it. Or act on it in a way that would ultimately not be helpful. Exactly. Exactly. Learning how to express it in ways that are safe, but also honor like the emotions that you're having. Right. That's the ideal. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what I think that what we see here in the story is an example of that, that latter example where it's not dealt with in, in a healthy way. I would argue. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killing people or threatening to kill people is 
not a great thing to happen. Not into it. No, it's not good. And it's also like over the top. It's not like, oh, man, they really messed up. I really should think about that. And maybe there's a reason for it. But no, it's like, oh, my God. Or or it's more like, oh, my me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me. Uh, They're really messing up. So God's like, Moses, you know what? I'm just going to kill all these people and we're just going to start over. We're going to hit reset. You're going to be in charge. You'll be the the founder of a new nation. I'm just going to forget all these people. And, And Moses talks him out of it. God's anger goes from like zero to 60. Right. There's no middle ground. Right. There's no middle ground. And there's no, there's no consideration given to the Israelites or to the situation or to what's going on. It's very, it's very like self-centered in a way. Like God's like, these people, they're worshiping an idol. They're supposed to be worshiping me. Forget it. They're useless. I'm going to start all over. I'm going to wipe them out. They're not grateful. And it's a, it's an overreaction because it's, you see it as what is the situation here? Like, why might the Israelites do that? Like, why oh. might they turn to an idol? And there's no recognition of the context or how other people might be thinking or feeling that could maybe provide an explanation. It doesn't necessarily explain away behavior because sometimes we encounter people acting out in ways that are inappropriate or hurtful. And there might be a story behind it and a backstory that we can understand. It doesn't necessarily completely excuse the behavior, but at least there's some sort of understanding it and it impacts how we might react to it. Absolutely. I think that's totally fair. And I think that I am searching for God to have some kind of like middle ground to say, yeah, or just like recognition of other people's circumstances. And it's interesting if we think of God as being extremely knowledgeable, right? (laughs) And knowing all things. Is that a fair thing to say? Is it? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. Is it? Is that what we think about God? I mean, certain people believe that. Right. But there's also an aspect of not being in control. God not being in control? Yeah. I want more on this. Well, okay. You're an artist. Yes. So you create art. Yes. Now, when you create a piece of art Mm -hmm. and put it out there Mm -hmm. into the world, you know that that piece of art is going to be interpreted, looked at, seen, understood in ways that you might not have foreseen or intended or even agree with. That's part of the beauty of it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly, I think, what's going on here, is that God creates this thing, mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. who are mortal, completely irrational, very emotional, and God is like dealing with that and trying to figure that out. True. And this is like one of those things. And, and so in this way, this is like a learning experience for God mm. in this case, because having to deal with this when you're in relationship with someone and the other person acts irrationally or ways that you can't understand, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, ghosts you or something like that. (laughs) You just wanted to use like a... I just wanted to use a millennial term. term. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give my cred, right? (laughs) Or maybe cred just (laughs) saying that. But it's all, but it's figuring it out. And I think that God's trying to figure figure it out as well, which in many ways is the ideal that we strive for. Totally. I think the one thing, the reason that I 
I asked about God being all-knowing is like, if God is all-knowing, then God must have an understanding that these people, like of the circumstances that these people are operating from. Mm -hmm. But... But I don't even think you need to be omniscient to be able to figure that one out. Right, but I'm saying because they are omniscient, they don't have an excuse. Like God doesn't have an excuse. To to not get angry. be no, no. Oh. Not I'm not dismissing God's I don't know. People are entitled. Beings are entitled. See, I'm even <laughs> referring to God as a human in these terms. Like beings are entitled to be angry, but I'm saying that God has this knowledge base that humans might not and so i would expect god to be able to draw upon that knowledge base to behave in a way that is more understanding Mm -hmm. but i think if we can apply this story to us or this aspect to us something that's important is understanding that we do not we are not like all knowing and that it's important to try to make space and to ask people where they're coming from or to just be mindful that people show up with baggage and experiences prior to that moment, things don't happen in a vacuum. And so if we can acknowledge that, we can hopefully navigate our anger in a way that allows us to be more understanding. Right. Yeah, and the Israelites are carrying a lot of baggage coming out of Egypt and to where Mount Sinai is. And that's what I meant going back to when you were saying how I, I've said before that God is very acting very human. I think in a way that that's what's the power of the story or the power of God in this, in this story is the idea that God is acting in a way that we might understand to be human, but yet in our reaction to the way God is acting, we then are able to transcend that. Wow. Because we see what's wrong with that, where the challenge is, and, and then we can grow. And thus, by acting human, God is acting very godlike by giving us a way of understanding our own behavior and modeling or providing a model, even in its converse of a way of being. Wow. Yeah. I feel that. I know that I started off this conversation being like, mm, I'm like skeptical of this, but I think you just, I don't know, something clicked for me. Well, that's nice to hear. What, what, what were you skeptical about? Giving God a break. I mean, in general. <laughs> you don't like to give God a break. No, 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 no. And I think it's I think it's healthy to be critical. But that's a really interesting point that you just brought up about how this problematic behavior on God's part allows us to say, hey, I want to act differently. Like, that's not behavior that I want to model myself after. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, some people might be like, way to go, God. Yeah, let's smite everybody, which I'm not a fan of and I think is problematic and needs to be addressed. But yeah, you made a point that I hadn't thought of before. So thank you. Well, thank you for asking the question. That's what makes us think it's the back and forth, the dialogue. <laughs> Talking it through. Yeah. Making it happen. All right. To be continued. There's more to say about this God business. Oh, there is much more to say. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely in the world, there's much more to say in a 10-minute podcast about God. (laughs) But great. Thanks, team. Next time, more on Golden Calf. Thank you for listening to the Golden Podcast. 
Our theme music is Degrowth Part 1 by Tsara. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit us at www.rabbi360.com. Until next time.